What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Letters to Me podcast. I'm Kaitha. And I'm Kelly. And this is episode seven, Open When You're Defining a Healthy Relationship. Today, we talk about what healthy relationships look like to us, possible red flags in relationships, and just maybe a story time or two. Mm, They're really juicy. So grab your water, grab a seat, and enjoy the episode. Here go. Um, so I want to preface this by saying my only goal for today is to not name drop and to use code names so that my friends listening can pick up on it. And then everyone else will just will use the same code names like throughout if I do decide to like use names. But otherwise, like we can just refer to people as a. How do you not use code names in this episode? That's what I'm saying. Also, <laughs> if you don't have code names with your friends, like what are you doing? Period. Kelly has the... We got the whole... whole listen. And, like, it, they stick. They're good, too. Because mm-hmm. you just come up with fun ones. We have lasers, he devil, angel boy. <laughs> we got them all. Who's the other one? Who's for... What's her face? He's lasers 2.0. Oh, he is lasers 2.0. Yeah. Okay. I don't have an... Oh, I do have one. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that note... Um, today we wanted to talk about healthy relationships, toxic relationships, red flags, kind of just like the way social media makes you think, the way your past relationships make you think and like how to navigate that and figure out, I don't know, what like good relationships look like to you, what you deserve, what supports you, all the things like that. And so like I wanted to ask you, how do you define a healthy relationship versus a toxic relationship beyond obvious Mm, so beyond like ooh, that's a really good one so like obviously like a toxic relationship is abusive and makes you feel shitty and a healthy relationship is one where you can be yourself and all of those things but like what is something that sticks out to you beyond the obvious i think that a healthy relationship is someone who makes you feel like home yeah you know like i always tell people and i try and I really believe this. Home is not a place, it's a person. I totally agree. And that person should make you feel like home. You should feel safe. You should feel welcome. You should feel loved regardless of what happens. You can always go home to that person. Yeah. It's a safe place. Mm -hmm. It's like a not to me. And there's a song where she's like, I hope you like, I just want somebody to love me naked, like beyond Mm -hmm. my vans, beyond my tattoos. exactly yeah (laughs) and she's just like beyond everything like I want somebody who loves me in my most vulnerable state and like yeah that to me is a healthy relationship where you're like you're not afraid of are you gonna get yelled at and like it's your best friend and I think that's the coolest thing in the world and I also think it's really cool that like a healthy relationship is different to everybody like what I value like my love languages and things that I want to see are polar opposite than my sister my sister doesn't like to be touched Mm -hmm. like ever like, that's just weird to her. But to me, like, if I'm not constantly being touched, I'm like, why are you mad at me? Are you upset with me? Like, da 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 you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just cool to me that everybody's relationship gets to look different. And, like, everyone's toxic relationship gets to look different. Like, some people are hyper-independent and, like, a ton of space. And they don't want to be checked in on at all. And, like, they're okay if they don't see their significant other for, like, days or weeks. And, like, to me, that's not what I like. Like, yeah everybody's busy like life happens but like to me when you have priorities like right act on the priorities and that shows you matter 
Definitely agree. Life is a series of priorities. And I think it's really cool because we get to see like there's people in our friend group that, you know, take on relationships completely different than me and Kelly would. Like me and Kelly are very much on the same page of like, if we like someone, we're with them like 24 seven, not 24 seven, but a lot of the time. As much as you can. Yeah. And it's just like, I think that goes back to the physical touch. Like my love language is physical touch. Yours is as well. And so then when we see someone that's like oh like I saw him like once this week we're like are you guys good are you okay are you okay (laughs) like yeah I'm good and I'm like okay right Uh, but I think something that's also really important with that and something that totally embodies healthy relationships and something that I didn't know how to embody in the past was making sure that I checked in with myself and that like I had my alone time and mm -hmm. like knowing when to draw my boundary of like are we spending too much time together? And like, because to me, we could never spend too much time together, but I need time alone. I need to process my thoughts. I need to like go do cardio alone. I need to just like be in my head for a little bit because that's where I figure shit out because I am, I can't think of the word. What's it called? Um, I don't know. You're not a extrovert. I'm an introvert. introvert. I'm introverted. So I solve all my problems in my head. And, like, I get energy from being alone. Even if it's, like, an intimate setting and it's just, like, one or two people. Like, I just get all my energy from being alone. And so it's so important for me to, like, check in with myself. And that, to me, embodies a healthy relationship. Right. Because I feel like a lot of times you could be in a very healthy relationship, but it cannot be dependent. You should not be dependent on each other. And I try and just, you know, live this out on my on my own too because I'm like okay like I really love to be with the person if I like being with that person but you have to be your own person as well like you cannot expect them to text you 24 7 be with you 24 7 you truly do have to be independent and be your own person like the second that that person becomes your happiness that's an issue yes they should be part of it okay so where do you draw the line of I'm letting somebody in and I'm dependent on them. When it, sw- I think really when it like swings your emotions way too much. Like it ruins your day if you don't get a text from them. Or if they mm. tell you that you, they can't hang out with you, you're like, oh my God, I did something wrong. Like, right. oh my God. It's like, no, you should be like, okay, like I respect, I value your independence. Let's go do this and we'll meet up later. Right. And like, I totally used to be the girl that was like, if my boyfriend's mad at me, then I'm mad. If he's upset, I'm upset. Like, if he doesn't hang out with me, I have nothing to do. And, like, my probably one of the biggest issues was I waited around for him mm-hmm. all the time. Yes. Like, he would get livid at me if I was not, like, at his beck and call. Like, he would get so angry at me. And so I just learned, like, okay, well, to keep him from being mad at me, I just won't hang out with any of my friends. I won't make plans. Like, I'll just sit around and wait till he's ready to hang out with me. Right. And, like, are you, like, looking back on it now, like, my first thought now was, like, are you fucking kidding me? But, like, looking back on it now, like, he kind of conditioned me to be that way. And, like, I would never do that again. Right. Right. Like, now fucking homeboy doesn't text me. Like, if he doesn't text me back, I'm like, oh, I know he's working. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if he wants to go to the gym with his friends, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Or, like, you want to go fucking do something with your friends? Like, dope I hope you do (laughs) yeah and I trust you and I trust that you are going to do the right thing and you know and I think sometimes past relationships can get in the way of that like in your future but me and Kelly were having the conversation of like okay well if that's the case if you're gonna let your past relationship bleed into your next one 
are you ready for that relationship? Hell no. And I, we have this conversation, like, and I tell him all the time, because he's always like, oh, I wish we would have met sooner. I wish we would have met sooner. And I'm like, you don't get it. This would not have worked sooner. Yeah. Like, I was not in a place where I was ready for that. And, like, for a long time, I wanted to be ready, and I just wasn't. And, like, now I fully get it. Yeah. Like, I would have brought, and, like, I have to other relationships I had attempted to be in. Like, I brought so much shit in. I brought so much, like, hate and fear and disgust and, like, betrayal and just, like, all this shit into it. And that's why it never worked. One, I wasn't good with myself. And two, I was, like, dragging in old shit. And I think there's a difference between, because, like you said, you you know you have these red flags from your past relationship. But there's a difference between bringing it into it and acting on it. Yes. Like, of course, you are going to have a trust issue. Like, at the bottom of your stomach, you're going to be like, oh, God. like Okay, but I think, so, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think think that that's what I thought for a really long time was like oh I'm just always gonna think that somebody's like fucking around on me but like I don't but what were what were you talking about oh your your response to something like your natural response would have been like we'll go slight story time yeah I got a text from homeboy and he said angel boy angel boy and he told me something and my gut reaction was to say are you fucking kidding me like, my gut reaction was to get highly defensive, like, to freak the fuck out, to just, like, be like, why Why would you even say that? Why would you think that? What have I done that made you think that? And then Cassie and I were talking about it, and she was like, what did he say to you? Like, just relax. Like, how would you want him to respond? Or, like, whatever. Like, what would that look like? What would a healthy response look like? Where, like, he's not attacking you. He's simply asking, like, come down to his level. And I was like, okay, but, like, to me in my head I always think like I'm begging somebody to stay with me I'm I'm begging somebody to see my side and she was like you're not you're not doing anything she's like one you haven't because it was like you haven't even answered yet like (laughs) just fucking relax and like just say your side she's like you haven't even said your side yet Mm -hmm. and I was like hmm okay I'll calm down yeah and like I literally just I said what I said and his response was okay I believe you and I was like you do well that (laughs) that's a new one (laughs) I've never heard that before. Yeah, and I think a lot of times it's very difficult. It's very difficult in every situation to take yourself out of it. But I think in a relationship, like Kelly was saying earlier, when we were kind of talking about all this stuff, it's really important to realize that that other person has their own life. Yes. And they have their own insecurities. They have their own worries. And for you to, if Kelly were to get defensive like that, like she's completely disregarding the fact that like, he cares like he's just right. asking a question right and my, my ego got in the way where i yeah. was like who the f- like what the fuck yeah like who do you think you are right yeah like check like check your fucking ego at the door right because and that's like in past relationships i wouldn't i would let my ego be like who the fuck does this person think they're talking to they don't trust me i've not done anything for them to think that way but like yo they're just a human like they're asking for like the slightest bit of reassurance like you can give that to somebody. Right. And I think a really good question that I've actually been wanting to ask you. So like you're saying, you've had relationships fail in the past because of some things and you weren't ready for it. Um, and Kelly was literally like, all right, guys, I'm starting prep, no men. And I'm like, <laughs> got it. Like no men. And then this dude walks in the door and I'm like, uh, 
<laughs> like, aren't you in prep? <laughs> like, yeah. So how did you know that you were ready and that you are willing to welcome this person in during such a good, like, a you time in your life? Oh, fuck. That's a good question. I, so we, like, I refer back, like, three months ago, I literally had a moment in my life where, like, the way I view every single thing changed and, like, I really let go of my past and, like, decided to, like, I truly was, like, holding myself captive in my brain. You're self-sabotaging. I was self-sabotaging in this idea that, like, I was never going to be loved. I was never going to be enough. Like, I will always be in love with this one person. And, yeah. And I was going to, just in case you guys don't know, so Kelly's in prep right now. And prep is a very selfish time in someone's life. Like, you typically do not date people. You don't try and meet new people because you are just very involved in yourself. And you, uh, you don't, you don't like, yeah, you know what I mean? So she's in prep right now and that's very foreign to her to let someone in. Last time I prepped, I don't ever tell people I prep. I just do it. And like, I no one ever knows like how far out I am. I just really don't like to talk about it because it's just a me thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's why it's cool is it is just a me thing, but I was not ready the last time I tried to be with somebody in prep and it ended up being I just felt guilty the whole time like I wasn't giving them enough like I wasn't doing enough for them like or whatever this man like I don't have to give him anything he doesn't want anything he just wants to be around me and like I just want to be around him and like we literally could lay at like just lay on the floor and stare at each other for like 10 hours and like be completely fine and like I'm straight up with him we're like this is it this is my life for the next however many months like that's my number one focus and he knows and he supports it and he thinks it's fucking cool oh and so like if there comes a point like I don't ever want to be like well I fucking told you so but like I did I told you straight up like I'm going to start going to bed at 7 p.m and like I he fucking wake he's the one who wakes me up like he wakes me up as I go to cardio and I'm like you're right and so like you just find somebody that like fits the way you fit and like it's not like the lifestyle's foreign to him like he doesn't like to eat out he doesn't like to drink and so like it really just who we are fits really well and so we don't need to go do extravagant things like our love languages are like quality time and physical touch so as long as we're spending time with each other and like then it just works and it works really well and I yeah I had absolutely zero intention I literally and I this is what I was telling Keith that it's like you can't manif like I manifested this man but you can't demand it at a certain time Mm -hmm. and who would I be to fucking block someone as good as him just because I'm like I have a certain goal because like I'm going to achieve that goal regardless of who's by my side and like if you want to be my by my side and you're going to prove that you want to be by my side and like you're okay with me doing as much as I can knowing what I'm about to go through like then that's fine yeah and I love that and I love how happy you are it's so cute I like live vicariously through these people. It's so <laughs> peaceful. And like this is my letter to my younger self is like love is not the fucking pit in your stomach. It is so peaceful. It does not make you think. It does not make you question. It does not make you wonder. It is so fucking peaceful, but at the same time like so exciting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just I'm so excited because I just like love spending time with him, but at the same time I'm like I'm not stressed like I'm not jealous I'm not anything like I'm very much like 
we're so open with each other and we talk so much that like there's not one thing that I have a doubt about and like we both are very like if I have a question I ask it if he has a question he asks it like we literally had a situation or whatever situation he literally was like I was like we can talk about it more later if you want he said no we talked about it and it's over now and I was like okay because <laughs> <All that is laughs> I'm over here like if you need more reassurance like I'll give it to you and he's like no we talked about it and you were honest and I believe you so that's it and this is over text oh yeah like this was not a face-to-face conversation no but so. then but then I saw him later in the day and we talked about it for five minutes and he yeah. literally was like why are you still like thinking about it and I was like and like not in like oh why are you still thinking about it but he was like he's like it's over right and I was like okay okay he starts crying <laughs> <laughs> it's over <laughs> And I think that's that was my biggest issue in my last relationship was my you have to make sure that that person's values align with yours. Yeah. Like big time. I made a massive mistake. And I, I don't even I don't even want to say it was a mistake. It was 100 percent a lesson for me. But like I was very ready to change my entire life and the way that I viewed things and lived for this person. Ooh. Okay. It goes back to everything we always talk about. Yeah. You didn't have, you didn't know you. Right. You didn't know things that really mattered to you. And so you weren't, I'll say it a hundred times and a hundred times over. If you're not a hundred percent and know every single thing about you, how do you expect someone else to? Right. And I was, the thing is like, I think I thought I knew myself and I thought like, cause I do, you know yourself Yeah. at the bottom of your heart, you know yourself. And like right off the bat, I knew something was off, but I can, I decided and willingly ignored myself and my values for this person because I questioned myself and I didn't believe enough in myself. And I thought that he was right and that he was living the way that I should live. And I was very open and honest. Where did that come from initially? How did he plant the seed of you need to listen to me? In complete and utter honesty, it's so messed up, but Jesus. (laughs) Like, he used his religion to tell me that, like, I, if I followed him and if I, you know, did what he wanted me to and grew my relationship, grow in quotation marks, my relationship with God, I would be happier and that, like, he told me that. But where did he gain that authority over you? Um, oh, I don't know. Like, just kind of hanging, like, continuously hanging out with me and, like, very slowly mm-hmm. adding things into my life and being like, oh, like, well, if you come here, like, you'll feel way better. And, like, I've never been happier. And, you know, like, you know, you're not going to be as good until you find God. And, you know, your business is going to be great when you do this. And so I was very much like, oh, okay, like, yeah, like, you're probably right. Like, I mean, God's God. Right. And I was very straight up about all my values when I met him, and he was like, that's fine. Like, I respect your values. I respect your boundaries, and I think that's where he got me. And then he slowly started to, like, change them a little bit. In the beginning or at any point in time, did his words always match his actions? Oh, no. No, no, no. No. Red flag. Very much a red flag. And I, I, bl- I blamed myself for that because yeah. he was like, I'm going to literally straight up was like, I'm as good as it's going to get. I'm a Christian guy. I am, you know, I will never do to you what your ex did to you. And uh, another red flag, they use um, never, always, 
don't use those because you're never not going to do something. You're not always going to do something. And me over here, I have always tattooed on my wrist. Always. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like a very, a socially aware person doesn't use those, those types of I'm things. I'm socially unaware. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, fuck. No, I read that in 101 essays. I, yeah, my therapy brain understands definitive words like that. That's what it's called. My all, like my always is a one for me. I'll always be there for myself. I always have my own back. Mm -hmm. It's like a reminder to me and that to me isn't always. I think, yes, in that case, agreed. But with other people. Yeah, but also at this, see, okay. Sorry, we're going to go off topic here for a second. I... Me and Cassie always talk about it. When I defined unconditional love to myself, unconditional love is loving someone, flaws and all, hate, like they could fuck your whole life up and you still choose to love them unconditionally. Mm -hmm. So when I say always to somebody, it's I'm choosing you. I choose you. I don't need you to choose me back. I don't need you to care for me back. I don't need you to be on my side. I don't need anything from you. I always and that's me. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can do that. Not every like it's very difficult for people to understand what unconditional love is. It's, it's very difficult for people to practice unconditional love. Like I fuck up sometimes. Like I get annoyed and da da da. But like at the end of the day, to me, always is always. Right. And so like yeah, like when fuck when fuck boys are dropping like oh I'll always love you. Shut the fuck up. You don't even know <laughs> me. What's my middle name, bitch? Like you don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically that was a very big lesson for me. I ended up, of course, biting me in the ass because I was like, in the back of my head, I'm like, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. Especially because I very much trusted in his word and he didn't even, he didn't even follow his own word. Like, and then he blamed it on me and I'm like, what the heck? Like, what did I just get myself into? So, you know, his, those red flags or that the fact that his words and his actions didn't match up when is it your responsibility to like stand up and say something on his red flag um I did one I did like that was kind of when it started to like unfold and I was like what the heck is going on because this is actually a red flag that I do for myself so I'm very good at my words and my actions align when I do with other people but we'll get to that but basically a red flag that I pointed out was he is he and certain individuals are very much fascinated with people's potential and they don't date you for who you are right now they date you for who they think you could be and I think it's very important to recognize that okay I know this person's potential and I know that they can be something great however I will still love them if they don't change right and he was like very much always talking about the future always talking about like when I become this person, when we do this, when we do that. And I literally looked at him and I was like, okay, literally. I was like, do you like me for who I am right now or the person you want me to be? Right. And he was like, no, like I know, of course, you know, for who you are. But I'm just like so excited for you. And I was like, you just missed my point. But he did it in a very like, it's so like welcoming and then like quotation mark loving way of like, I'm excited for you to do this I think people like that tend to go for younger girls because you're excited about the future mm -hmm. you're young you know you're young you're not even 21 yet so like you still have all of these like great 
big eventful life things that you're looking forward to and like mine picked me up when I was 18 and so they grab you and then they bait you on the future and because you're already young and like when you're when you're freaking 16 17 18 like all you are is excited about the future like you just want to be an adult you just want to do all these things so when they hook you on that you ignore what's in front of your face because you are so hooked on the future and like that is a huge red flag and like that's what I wish I would have gone back and like told my younger self too is like hey live in the moment yeah reality's reality yeah but like also like be just presently there mm-hmm. like I fucking homeboy and I like are just fucking in the moment like I don't care what we do tomorrow like I really just like everything you are today is what I'm excited about I do not like I don't care if you don't talk to me in two weeks like I'm just gonna enjoy where I am now and my entire last relationship was like a one day it will be good one day he will treat me right one day we will finally go do this and like he promised me that he would take me here and he promised me this and this and this and like never fucking delivered yeah and I think that's a very scary loop to get yourself in because you're you're always hopeful and that's why you stay right and you're like oh he told me so like if I just stay if I just shut up if I just ignore my gut feeling he will give me what he told me he was gonna give me don't ignore your gut feeling never that shit is always right it's all and it always right and when you damage that relationship with your Mm -hmm. intuition it is so hard to rebuild Mm -hmm. for sure because then you're like, okay, is this true? Like, oh, shoot, like, maybe I should just, like, give it a try. And then you're like, oh, shoot, I was right. And we always talk about, like, that's why it's so important to, like, have a really good circle of people in your life who know you and support you and have the same values as you. Because, like, when they have your best interests, they can be like, hey, like, in, like, the nicest way possible, like, maybe you didn't notice that he did this. And, like, how does that make you feel? Like, they should never come at you sideways. They should never be attacking you. Like, it should always, in the end, be your choice. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good to have people give you reminders. Yeah. Ask open-ended questions. Yeah. Ask, like, don't tell them, oh, I think you should do this. But, right. you know, encourage them to kind of give themselves the own answer. Right. Um, I think that's important. I think, too, I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about our personal red flags that we find in ourselves. So I do think it's very, very important. And I... I'm not super self-aware in this part of it because I'm like, I really don't know like what my red flags are, but I do know one of them and that's I don't act on what I make, like the promises that I make to myself. So like I tell myself I'm going to do something and then I don't do it and then I'm like, what the heck? And I literally texted you that. I don't know if you remember, it was like a month ago and I was like, Kelly, oh my God, I figured it out. Cause like it really bothers me when other people do that. And like, that's your quote unquote shadow self. So things that you don't like that other people do, it's typically because you do it within yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, like I hate when people do not keep promises or their actions don't align with their words. And I'm like, I literally do it to myself. So I cannot get mad. Yeah. I feel like I am in the same book. Like, I don't even know if I label things as like red flags or just like shit I'm still dealing with is more the way I view it because uh, like you don't need to have red flags like you can actively change that and you can actively choose to be better and so people who have like fucking glaring red flags to me they know they have to know it's there maybe they're not so self-aware that they don't but like right like I have shit where like my inst I know my instant reaction is to say are you fucking kidding me and I'm smart enough to be like I'm not my instant reaction like think about how I would want this handled think about how my best self would handle this and then like move from there 
because I am an emotional person and I know I'm an emotional person. So it's about like not reacting. Give yourself those 10, 15 seconds, freak out about it and then be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And I think it is important to, again, reflect that on someone else as well. So like in your instance and my instance, like that person probably doesn't recognize their red flags and they truly believe that what they are saying is true. Like 100% this dude fully believed in everything that he was saying. There's a red flag date someone who's self-aware. Yeah. And it's hard because it's very hard to find people that are self-aware and you know, you're always continuously learning and you're always making mistakes and, you know, getting better, trying to get better. I think it's important to rec- like be with someone who is continuously trying to get better. Yes. Is content, but never content. Right. They're good with themselves, but they understand that growth is necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'll switch and we'll go into things that we or and not we. Okay. Well, we and society a lot of the time sees as potential relationship issues and one of the things that we were talking about was like liking girls pictures on instagram and following girls on instagram yeah i personally believe that it is not a big deal unless like they actively act on it or if it's an excess like if someone if someone likes if my boyfriend likes a girl's picture okay whatever like he's still coming home to me like he chances are dudes are really not that self-aware and they're probably just scrolling through instagram and if you are in such a healthy relationship to where they have not given you any red flags they you know you trust them you feel safe with them why are you adding an issue to that right i have two very opposing views on it and it is entirely situational the first one obviously like comes from a place of I would watch my ex follow these girls and then I would know that he DM'd these girls and then I would watch him like and comment on their pictures knowing that he's trying to hang out with them, already hung out with them, he's hooked up with them, he's trying to hook up with them and like keep in mind this was like all behind my back and I know these things now in hindsight but like I always had that gut feeling where I was like this just doesn't sit right and I expressed multiple times like oh and there you go also a red flag about it. He would like pictures that if I posted, I would get yelled at. I was Mm. not allowed. I didn't have a fitness account for so long because I wasn't allowed to post pictures in a sports bra. I wasn't allowed to take pictures of my butt. I wasn't. If a man commented on my picture, my ass got fucking like reamed out. And it's because he was people who are overly defensive about these things that like get pissed off when you're on your phone or like you're not sharing the shit with me. It's because they're doing it. Yes. But now like one I know what I post. I post fucking bikini pictures all the time. I post pictures of my butt. I post pictures in a sports bra. And so to tell someone, hey, don't look at that, but I'm actively doing it, one is a load of fucking shit. Like, don't be a hypocrite if you're going to do something. So, like, if I'm liking guys' pictures, which, like, my job is to, like, be active on social media and engage with people and do all these things, and I have no intention of anything, like, I'm just literally trying to have friendships with people, then it's totally fine. It's like, I don't give a fuck what homeboy does, like, no shit girls are fucking hot and like I'm cool enough with myself now like I'm good enough with myself that like I'm I can literally tell another girl that she's pretty and not feel insecure about it myself and you shouldn't like people really I swear to god think that once they get in a relationship every single person in the world just disappears and it's human nature and it's okay 
to think that someone else is good looking, to think that someone is pretty, to think that someone is handsome. Like, oh, he has great hair. He looks good. Right. But what are your intentions behind that? Right. Like people get so stuck in that, like, what if scenario and like it it's just part of being human and that's like the really shitty part about social media like i don't think in in none of the guys that i was ever with i never went through their following ever mm-hmm. never went through their following i never went through their likes like if something shady was happening like that you know scenario of like a girl or whatever then yeah i would kind of like look at the comments and see but if it was a healthy relationship like this guy did it for like three years the only time I ever looked through his comments was because something was actually going on. And, but like, other than that, I never, I didn't. Oh, see, I did because I had every reason to. And you I had was, a reason. Right. And that's like where I, for so long, like I hear all these feels like, oh, I would never do that. And I'm like, I wasn't that person. I never, like we, when we first started dating, he would go through my phone all the time and I wouldn't, because I didn't care because I wasn't doing anything. And I truly like was so innocent and so naive that I was like, Eh, it's fine and then I learned like oh he's doing that and he's accusing me and he's doing all these things because he's doing it so then I started getting suspicious and then he would go through my like he paid so close attention to everything I did that I was like maybe I need to start paying closer attention so I started paying closer attention and I was fucking right yeah and as most most of the time you are and I to truly believe that the minute you feel the need to look through someone's phone and read their messages and go through their private part of them because I do think that everyone deserves to be private like some part of them that's their life they're human the minute you need to go through their phone you should not be with them yeah simple as that it's so it's simple but it's not easy and people need to get that that the two do not correlate like that's so that's such a simple fact and to me I denied it for so long I didn't want to believe that what a lot of people go obviously everyone goes through that they go through the denial stage and they make excuses like they justify Mm -hmm. oh like I'm looking through his phone like you know like it's fine like it's good like he just has a lot of stuff going on or he talked to other girls because of this and the only person that can really come to the conclusion of this is not okay is you people can drill it in your head 24 7 but you have to be the one to say okay I love myself enough to know that I deserve more than this. Yeah. And that's where it's about like having those conversations with yourself and having that time apart and like being able to be like, is this okay? Is it not okay? And like, if you're good to be alone, then you're good to be in a relationship. If you're not good to be alone, you're not good to be in a relationship because then what happens when you need to leave the relationship and you can't? Oh, that hit. You never, you never told me that one. I'm like, wow, that is really, really accurate. <laughs> Another one that we kind of were talking about, me and homeboy, social media and hiding or posting or what that looks like. And like that. Mm, posting each other? Yeah. Like okay. one time, my this is like a week into me dating my ex. He posted a picture of me on his Snapchat. I re- like can literally put myself back in this scenario. He posted a picture of me on his Snapchat. And then... <laughs> just drink I'm drinking my starbucks guys just drink your starbucks live your best life posted a picture of me on a snapchat and like we were at the beach so i didn't like think anything of it i kind of ignored it and then tw- what like 12 hours later i noticed that it was gone like he had deleted it and i asked him i was like why'd you delete that and he was like oh like the girls on my snapchat just like aren't ready for that what? <laughs> i swear to god listen i'm so fucking serious and i and like 
did it break my fucking heart? Absolutely. Did I stand up for myself? Fuck no. So like when he started realizing that he could do that shit and get away with it and just say whatever and I would just bite my tongue and just like go about it, then that became normal. Do you feel like you did that because you were young and naive or do you feel like you yes. were I thought he was way too, way too good for me. Okay. I thought he was way too attractive for me. I thought like he he wasn't from my hometown. So like he was cool because he fucking traveled and he wasn't from here and he knew all of these people and he was older. So like he like had girls who were older friends, like whatever, all this shit. And like now to me, I understand people are like, oh, but I want to keep my relationship private. I'm like, yeah, don't fucking post your conversation. Like keep that private. But there's a difference between private and hiding. If I spend 20 days in a row with somebody and you don't see them on my Instagram, not one fucking time, like we're at the gym every single day together, we're doing every single thing together and I'm purposely not posting them, there's a reason. When also, But also keep in mind too, that's your, you and I, we post on our Instagram all Correct. the time. Correct. Like that's like our job, that's our life. But I don't think that it's fair to ask your boyfriend to post you if his last picture was from 2017. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. If he never goes on his phone, I do not care. Yeah, like, that's great. That's fine. But right to me, like the Instagram man, is actively a part of your life. And and my but my ex posted all the time. Mm-hmm. That's where it's an issue. Because he wanted to like grow his social media. But he was just like, yeah, I won't get followers. Like I'll lose all the girl followers if I post you. I'm over here like. I hope men unfollow me. Like, please. <laughs> I want more girls. Like, that's all. Like, if you're following me because you're trying to get at me, I do not want your follow. Leave. Period. Tell it for the people in the back. I had a guy DM me the other day, and I was like, yo, what are, what goes on in your head? The crazy fucking shit. He's like, oh, I just got a cold shoulder. I didn't get to follow back. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. You didn't get to follow back. Like, literally. I wish- on and then we're fucking currently soft launching. If anybody's paying attention to my Instagram, it's where you like, don't, we're kind of making a joke of it. It's literally funny because like, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to anyway, his ex would hide him and my ex would hide me. So we like have made it a point that like, we just like posting each other on social media cause it's fun. And that's a mutual agreement. Yeah. And I think that is a, an important conversation to have if it is important to you. Right. And that other person is going to respect it. They're going to talk to you about it. Yeah. So if he never posted me, I wouldn't care. If you deliberately hide me, I care. Yeah. How do you know the difference? You just fucking know. Like, that's a, you listen to your intuition type of thing. Yeah. It's a, right, if you're in the picture and he's like, get out, or he fucking crops you out of it, or he fucking oh God. takes one with you in it and takes one without you and posts the one without you. Yeah. I've uh, never had that happen to me yet. So, hope that never does. Okay. We can- <laughs> what? I'm just going to fucking throw my whole life under the bus. It's o- I'm only saying this because it's funny now. It was not funny in the moment. <laughs> it's not funny. It wasn't. So, like, heart goes out to anybody who fucking feels this. Um, My ex was stationed overseas, and he was there for a year. And so, I saw – I would get pictures of him all the time. Like, he would send me pictures. He would post pictures, like, of him in cool places, doing cool things. I got every single picture of him alone, right? So, shocker, he had a girlfriend overseas the entire time. Her Instagram was them two, and I had seen every one of those pictures, but only with him in it. I literally was going through her Instagram, and I was like, holy fuck. 
I was like, that man did so good. How did she not pick up on the fact that like that's an art? <laughs> he was a fucking con artist at its finest. Oh my god! Like literally, I'm telling, I'm saying every single thing. Like it was crazy. Like he would go to these cool parties and like he was in. Um, you're everyone's gonna figure it out at this point. He was a fucking in an Asian country, so he was like in these really fucking cool places, like doing all these cool things. And like, I saw all those pictures, and then I saw all the pictures of them together, and I was like, I recognize every single one of these. That's crazy. So, uh, glaring red flag. Yeah, <laughs> I'm you. just like at a loss of words. I can't wait till we start videotaping this, and you can just see the facial expressions. <laughs> it's really fucking fun. It's funny now. But that's just why, and, like, that's just why I know. It's funny because you've accepted it. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you've accepted, like, okay, I went through this phase of my life. It was awful. However, I have grown, and I'm ready for this new chapter in my life. It's just fucking funny. Because now you got homeboy, and he's, like, yeah, gooby-eyed over you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. These two are, like, cuddling on the couch, and I'm, like, in my corner, like, alone. <laughs> Cassie calls it cupcaking. She says she was like one time I walked into your room and me and him were just like literally just like laying, laying talking and she walked in and said something and me and him were so busy talking to each other like <laughs> looking at each other we did not know that she walked in the room. Aww. Aww. Everyone in the house has a significant and even yeah we can say her name Haley. Yeah. Even <laughs> Haley's all like cupcake gooey hide over her dude too. So weird. Who would have thought? We literally were all fucking single fucking pringles like two months ago literally like nobody yeah. talked to us nobody fucking do anything and Haley got her dude from dinner club i know that was a we'll success have to, we'll have to bring Haley on and let her uh talk about it she'd be like i like him i told him i liked him after <laughs> no she didn't tell him yeah she did she no, finally did she finally did but it's been two months there you go this is the roommate we're talking about that is going me versus snail Haley. snail pace hey and like live her best fucking yeah. life that's that's why Keith and i always say like we're so different it was like yeah if i like somebody i'm gonna act on it Haley's much more like cautious and just like move at her own pace and do her own thing and like be much more independent and like power to you but can't and applaud relate. lasers 2.0 yeah as well yeah that's but that awesome. works for them yeah like they that just works really well for them but like me and fucking homeboy not a skirt skirt never never gonna work and i have to say major green flag you can tell when someone likes you oh you yeah. can tell and you, you can tell because it is in their eyes i swear to god we're at top golf and these four people <laughs> are looking lovingly in each other's eyes and i'm like y'all gonna kiss what are we gonna do like <laughs> do you want to leave like what is going on like you could very much tell that you guys are all like really really liking each other so it's really cute it is really cute so if you ever question like if someone if you don't know like you know yes you could tell from a mile away and it's okay if like you need time to figure that out right because it's like yeah, I didn't for a long time. Like, I had all of these things. Like, when I found out that fucking man's had a fucking whole-ass girlfriend hiding behind my back, I was shocked, but at the same time, not at all, because I had seen every fucking flag, but I just chose to not love myself enough to act on ending it and standing up for myself. You loved unconditionally, and you broke your boundaries yeah. for that person. And then now I love me unconditionally, and so I pick me first always. And that other person is going to respect your boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Man, your stories are crazy. 
I could go. I'm telling you one, like I've always said it that like I needed to write a book about it or like a fucking movie because it's just like, there's so much shit. I, it's insane. Yeah. Here I am. I'm, I'm thinking my stories are like, and they are for me, you know, like right. we all have our We're different, different experiences. Like what's his face? I don't even know what his nickname is. What did, did we ever decide a nickname for him? I don't know who you're talking about. The recent one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go with that. We'll just say, <laughs> yeah, like that was a very weird situation for me. Like just, I'm like, how in the world did this happen? Because that was the definition of someone who was 100% putting on a front. Yeah. And my therapist, my first ever therapist who like I literally didn't probably go back to, I gained one good thing out of that woman and she, not not Mindy, I fucking love Mindy. Um, this other girl, she told me that somebody can only pretend to be someone else for six months before they start to mm. slip up. And so like, sometimes it happens in 30 days. Sometimes it happens in six months, but like six months is the cutoff of when they start to slip up and they catch themselves in these lies and it just becomes so emotionally exhausting on their part that they can't pretend anymore. Mm. So like, that's why like you really don't, when people like, get engaged or get married like after such a short period of time my fucking therapy brain's like oh boy i heard you're in the quote-unquote honeymoon phase for about two years in your relationship and then kind of after that that's when i was reading the love languages book that's kind of typically when it fades when you are like mad in love with someone yeah but then of course you get the situations where it's like you know forever and And that's what we were talking about before that like totally doesn't have anything to do with this but like this is what I was describing it to Katha. If I stopped going to the gym, I would stop seeing results. Mm-hmm. So when I stop working towards something, I'm stopping those results. So like to keep the like love alive, to keep the lust alive, to keep it exciting, to like not let shit fade out, like you're always going to have to put forth that effort. You can't mm-hmm. just expect it. And so like getting comfortable, you can't just expect that. So like Yeah. I mean be comfortable with that person, but I think the right word is don't get complacent yeah with it right you know you want to feel safe and happy with that person and like know that laying in bed together is you know can be a really fun thing to do if that's what you two enjoy but I think it's one thing to kind of just totally disregard and like yeah sit in your room play video games all day while your girlfriend's just sitting on a freaking couch like I don't like uh, people like think this is a bad thought I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing but like people can always leave Mm-hmm. so like just always give them a reason to stay period That's and make sure it's good reason yeah <laughs> well i mean don't fucking rope them in on some fucking stupid <laughs> shit but like yeah it's just like it really is someone's active choice to always be their friend and like even i was texting cassie the other day like sometimes cassie and i catch ourselves like coexisting like where we're just roommates and we don't really schedule time to hang out or schedule time to do anything and like we are better at like calling each other out and being like, Hey, I just feel like we're co- coexisting. Like if you have some time this week, like let's hang out and do something. Mm-hmm. Cause like, it's so easy. Like we've, it's just, we fucking live together. We used to do everything together. And so like, I just assume she's there and like, that's where you get caught up. Never like, assume. Never assume. Never ever. That will wrap you up in a little loophole. But anything else you want to talk about? Any more stories that you want to bring up? There's so many stories, but that's why we have a podcast. Period. So keep listening because Kelly's getting a little more open about this stuff. Also, I am because I'm fucking going full savage. But 
But also, um, if you go on our website, you guys can ask us questions or submit ideas that you want to talk about and or write us letters that you want to talk to your younger self about. Like, we would love to hear what you guys have to say. Yes, write letters to us, to yourself, and, you know, we'd love to help hear you out if it's, like, just some, some someone to talk to as well. We've been through a lot of shit. I still got a lot of shit to go through. Still going through a lot of shit, but maybe we can help in some way. Of course. Thank you guys for listening. Love, Love you. you. Bye. <laughs>